Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. I am so glad that you are here with us today. My name is Ashley. I'm Katie. And today we are going to talk about the difference between vegetarian, vegan, plant-based, whole food, plant-based, and yes, whole food, plant-based, SOS free. And if you haven't heard of some of these terms, we are going to walk you through what they mean, what their definitions are, just to give you a bit more clarity on these things. Cause I don't know about you, Katie, but when I started my plant-based journey, I wasn't really, well, first of all, I hadn't really met a vegan vegetarian, hadn't heard of whole food plant-based or whole food plant-based SOS free. I didn't learn about that till like way later on into my research. So I think it's kind of fun to talk about the definitions and what they mean. Absolutely. Especially for you newbies. If you're like, yeah, this is the, this is my first time I'm still deciding. Hopefully we can flesh some of this out for you and kind of make sense of all the nonsense that's floating around out there. Yes. <laughs> Get us all on the same page. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Katie and I were talking about this before the show, cause we did a bunch of research, but what Katie had said, and I thought she said it so beautifully was that labels aren't there to put you into a box. They're really just there to help you communicate information quickly. So we don't want you to feel pressure to put a label on yourself more that we're just, we just want to talk about what these terms mean, um, because they can look like a lot of things on the internet or social media. So we're just here to clear some things up and by no means are they there to limit you. And it doesn't mean that you have to be 100% of the time. If you describe yourself as a, you know, with one of these terms, you can be flexible and that's okay. Right, Katie? Absolutely. You don't want to feel trapped or restricted. That is not our jam, baby. (laughs) We want to be, we want to be flexible. So I think it's just you know, good to kind of understand what's out there, what the options are and see which, you know, if something in particular, if that particular criteria uh, aligns more with what you're wanting with your life in terms of kind of what you eat, then you can move towards that definition. So Katie, only two of these terms are recognized by the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Can you guess which two? I feel like it's an obvious answer. All right. The first two that are in the dictionary are vegetarian and vegan. So Webster's definition of vegetarian, a person who does not eat meat, someone whose diet consists wholly of vegetables, fruits, grains, nuts, and sometimes eggs or dairy products. Yep. That is vegetarian. And there are 33.2 million tags on Instagram that use the word vegetarian, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, And we'll talk about how that compares to (laughs) vegan. (laughs) Oh, I'm wondering, oh, take your bets now. Is it more or less? (laughs) Yes. So is vegan tagged more on social media than vegetarian or is it tagged less? And this is as of March 1st, 2022. What you can do is on Instagram, you can go in and like search tags and you can just see how often a word or a term is tagged. And so vegetarian had 33.2 million tags. So with vegetarian, kind of like what Katie said, you're basically eating, you know, eating a typical diet, but you're omitting things like meat, 
it's like what I'm what, what I mean by meat is like beef, poultry, fish. You're basically excluding those things from your diet. So you're still eating eggs and cheese and drinking milk and that sort of thing. Um, and then your diet consists, you know, a lot of vegetables, fruits, grains, nuts. So the term vegan, which like we said, is also in the dictionary. The definition of that is, and I actually found this kind of interesting because this is how they described it. A strict vegan or no, a strict vegetarian who consumes no food that comes from animals like meat, eggs, dairy products, and also one who abstains from using animal products like leather. I found the word strict vegetarian very fascinating. When I, when I saw that come up in the dictionary, I was like, Hmm, that's sort of, to me, I guess it was just like an odd way of describing vegan, but I don't know. Yes. And I think, I think if you ask, and this is again, a very broad brushstroke, a very broad generalization. If you ask uh, a vegan what their definition is, I think they would more define it as uh, a lifestyle that does not involve consuming any type of animal byproduct. That consumption could be, you know, what you take into your body or what you purchase or, you know, in terms of beauty products or clothing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I think most vegans would kind of look at that definition and be like, well, I don't feel like a strict vegetarian. So, yeah. cause that just sounds like restrictive <laughs> and yeah. so many vegans go into it and they don't feel restricted whatsoever. It's a lifestyle. It's something they're incredibly passionate about. So I found that pretty fascinating. So, okay, Katie, tell us how many tags vegan has in Instagram. Oh my gosh. Uh, apparently our marketing person is way better than a vegetarian. It's 120 million. So almost, what is that? Almost four times as much. Yes. Uh, uh, as of March 1st, 120 million. Wow. That's yeah. Very, very popular term, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, if you think about it from, you know, if vegetarian, if it's just kind of identifying from what you eat versus vegan, it's kind of a, a whole lifestyle and there's a whole mm-hmm. activism associated with this. And I'm sure there is a, a, uh, with vegetarianism too, but not quite to the extent as veganism. So very interesting that they get four, almost four times as much. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So let's, can you take us away on plant-based and what that means? So plant-based. So just like we were talking about, they haven't quite caught up. Webster hasn't quite caught up with that. So they're not uh, identifying that as, uh, <laughs> as an, as a word in the English language quite yet, mm-hmm. uh, but we use it. We use it a lot. So uh, Wikipedia says a plant-based diet is a diet consisting mostly or entirely of plant-based foods. Plant-based diet encompasses a wide range of dietary patterns that contain low amounts of animal products and high amounts of plant products, such as vegetables, fruits, whole cereals, legumes, nuts, and seeds. They do not need to be vegan or vegetarian, but are defined in terms of low frequency of animal consumption. Very interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you think about that? Because it's a very different approach than I think maybe what a lot of people think of when they think of plant-based. Yes. And I think the one thing that sticks out to me, like you were mentioning for vegan is it doesn't sound as strict. And Mm. I like that because it has more of a approachable kind of a positive connotation as opposed to something that is very restrictive. And you know, us, we don't like the word restriction. I I was very attracted to that, but it's, but it's interesting because some people who might identify as plant-based would say that they have have no frequency of animal food consumption. And some might say a low frequency. So uh, again, it's a little bit, it's kind of 
up to you. You know, there's not, you know, we're kind of approaching these definitions, but, um, you know, it's up to you, you know, how strict or how flexible you want them to be really. Yes. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to talk about these definitions because plant-based in particular, that's obviously a lot of what we talk about. It can really look like anything. It really is a way of eating that's heavily centered around plant-based foods. And it can fluctuate. Like Katie said, you can be 100% plant-based where everything is plants and you can be plant-based, but still include some animal products every once in a while. It's all over the board. There's like a, there's basically like a spectrum when it comes to plant-based eating. And I think it's important to highlight that because I feel like there can be a lot of judgment or maybe shame if you do consume some animal products, but you do call yourself plant-based. So in a way we want you to approach this plant-based lifestyle in a way that feels aligned and doesn't feel restrictive so that you can, if you want, again, if you want to call yourself plant-based, you can, but not feel like you have to follow a certain set of rules either. Yeah. And I think that's a really slippery slope sometimes, especially with, you know, plant-based versus vegan, especially on social media. It's, it's really hard sometimes because, you know, uh, I'll just pick on Ashley. Uh, (laughs) I think she considers herself plant-based, but she eats, you know, the majority of the time, no animal products. Right. But we've talked about a couple of times where we've accidentally consumed milk powder, accidentally consumed something that had beef broth in it. So if you don't eat any animal products 365 days a year, but you accidentally had milk powder once, does that mean you can't call yourself vegan? Does that mean you're kicked out of the club? That's just one thing that really rubs me the wrong way that really, you know, I wish would be better kind of in the community is that we all can be more flexible. We can all be less judgmental on both sides from meat eaters to vegans, Mm. uh, to plant-based eaters, to vegetarians, and, you know, kind of coming at it from like two different sides. I just feel like if we all try to help each other, we all kind of have the same goal to be healthier and leave the world in a better place than we found it. And I think if we all kind of strive to do the best we can, that's better than being all or nothing where I can't be perfect, but I'm not going to do it at all. And I'm just going to go back to burgers every night. You know, that just doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense to me and drives me a little bit bonkers. What's funny is plant-based eating. So the number of tags on Instagram as of March 1st were similar to vegetarian. So there's about 38 million tags using the word plant-based on Instagram. So vegetarian was 33 million, vegan 120, and then plant-based 38. So now we're going to get into some, (laughs) what I would say, like more hairy definitions, um, more complex definitions when it comes to whole food, plant-based SOS free. So these definitions are both going to come from nutritionstudies.org. So if you want to learn more about them, you can go there. This, that, that site is Colin T. Campbell's, Dr. Colin T. Campbell's, his his site, basically. He's like the, one of the OGs when it comes to plant-based eating. And here is the definition that I pulled off of his site, which is for whole food plant-based. So a whole food plant-based diet doesn't include any meat, poultry, fish, dairy, or eggs. 
It's not, however, the same as a vegan diet. So a whole food plant-based diet is defined by what it emphasizes, which is a large variety of whole foods. And the term quote whole in whole food plant-based describes foods that are minimally processed. So this includes as many like whole grains, fruits, vegetables, legumes as you want. It also includes things like nuts, seeds, avocados, natural sweeteners, and certain soy or wheat products in moderation. So a whole food plant-based diet basically takes plant-based eating to a whole another level, which is that it is, uh, very heavily emphasizes whole foods. Yes. Which I think is, which I also think they're all very, this is all very fascinating (laughs) Mm -hmm. because when I think plant-based, I think those are very similar and kind of overlapping, but and this is me speculating, I would think a lot of people maybe that don't know about a lot about vegetarian, veganism, whole food, plant-based, that type of thing may see plant-based as just eating kind of the processed stuff, you know, the, the alternative meats, the non-dairy cheeses, things like that. You know, there's a lot of preconceived notions. So it's, it's very interesting when you're talking about labels, because yes, it's kind of a, they're broad sweeping kind of definitions, but it's really, you know, your own perspective a lot of the time. So it's, it's very fascinating. (laughs) Yep. And with whole food plant-based, what the site continued to say was that this means that you're, you're more than likely avoiding highly refined grain products like white flour or white rice. Um, and then also to your probably not eating foods containing added sugars or artificial sweeteners and foods that contain added fat, even olive oil. So I almost look at whole food plant-based and then even more. So when we talk about whole food, plant-based SOS free, which we'll talk about what that means. I almost look at those as prescriptions from doctors in a way, like especially plant-based doctors, because I say this because I have put people certain, a very few amount of people on a whole food plant-based diet. And that is because they have been very sick. So either they've had type two diabetes and they want to reverse it, which guess what we did. And it was awesome, but food can be very, very powerful. And so whole food plant-based and even whole food plant-based SOS free can be used in that way to prevent and reverse chronic diseases, which is freaking awesome. But at the same time, what comes with that is it can feel hyper-restrictive as well, where maybe if you're eating plant-based or if you are a flexitarian, it can feel a bit more aligned or not like a diet. But once you start getting into, and this is obviously coming from my perspective as a professional with working with clients, when you get into the next, you know, these two that we're talking about, it can, I almost look at it as more of like a prescription because there's something that we're really working towards, whether it's to reverse a certain kind of disease or lower cholesterol or whatever it is, there's a medical issue going on, a concern that we're trying to address with food as best as possible. Again, I think I love that we're doing this episode. So we're helping people kind of figure out what works for them and also maybe figure out that 
they don't know what works for them. So if you find yourself kind of in that situation where maybe you are, maybe you have gone to the doctor and gotten some news that maybe you're not too happy about, or maybe you are confused about what you need or what you want in terms of kind of what you want to eat or what your goals are. That's a great reason to kind of seek out a professional uh, like Ashley or I to help you figure out those goals. And we may be able to point you into the right direction, especially if you are trying to work on a specific goal, you know, like these specific clients that are sick and need additional help. Yep. And that's a good, that's a good point too, because Katie, with this one client where we it's, it's recent, which is why in my head, we reversed this type two diabetes with a whole food plant-based diet. We actually started transitioning him into a plant-based diet because we didn't want, and this was both of us didn't want that rigidity. We didn't want him to feel restricted with the way that he was eating because it was very, very specific. And so we did the whole food plant-based diet for about four months got his numbers back. They were phenomenal. And then we started incorporating more foods that he had eliminated in order to get to this place. And so now he can eat a plant-based diet, feel really great, continue to get his numbers checked to make sure everything is looking good. Um, but it's just, it's a much different situation. It felt much more aligned for him. There's nothing wrong with going whole food plant-based by any means, but I think you just need to be aware of how your approach is and how, how your relationship with food is when it comes to eating that way and, and address why you're doing it. Because Katie, I'll be honest, I tried doing something similar to whole food plant-based kind of a hybrid between whole food plant-based and whole food plant-based SOS free. And, and the reason I did that, my, my grandpa died of a heart attack at a very young age. My other grandpa died of pancreatic cancer. I have a lot of health issues that run in my family. And so in doing this research many, many years ago, I was like, oh, well, this is what I need to do because I don't want to die in my fifties. Like my grandfather did. And actually I think he was in his early sixties, but wow, I tried it and it felt good for a period of time, but the longer I did it, the more restricted I felt or the more it just, something just wasn't right. I had eliminated oil and I was kind of, I don't say I was becoming obsessed with it, like obsessed with not using oil, but in a way I was. So I knew I, I could see where my mind was going when it came to this approach. And so for me personally, I had to back off, give myself a bit more flexibility and stick with plant-based eating, which I love. And it makes me feel so good but it also didn't make me feel like rigid or restrictive in my approach to eating as well. It, it felt good. And I think that's important. That's what I'm trying to say with whole food plant-based eating and SOS free as well is just be aware of why you're doing it and how your approach is and how your relationship with food is in the process as well. Yeah. And discussing kind of the different goals, their goal may to be to reverse their diabetes or things like that. But on the kind of opposite end of the spectrum, you know, we may have clients that, you know, have a, just like Ashley was saying, you know, the relationship with food is really off. So, you know, by prescribing something like whole food plant-based, that would be way too much and wouldn't fix that particular problem. So it's, you know, it's, we may kind of use these different labels and these different kind of ways of eating for, you know, in very different ways for people with very different issues. So, you know, someone who is used to a steak and potato, you know, five nights a week, 
the first transition that might be easiest for them is maybe, and they want to incorporate more plants is maybe to replace meat with plants and go vegetarian first. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, little bitty baby steps. So every person, you know, we may use all different types of prescriptions or remedies to help you. So again, that's understanding these definitions can kind of get you started, but if you really are lost, you know, please reach out and, and, and let us help you. Yeah. I completely agree. Like kind of what, like the best plan for you, what approach that's going to be. And it doesn't even have to include a label, which is kind of what we talked about at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so whole food plant-based is the second least popular of the five definitions we're talking about. It has 1 million tags on Instagram as of March 1st. And like we said, plant-based has 38 million. Whole food plant-based has 1 million. That's so interesting. Maybe it's just because I think about it a lot, but I would have thought it would be uh, a lot more. Again, I think our marketing person, their marketing person is, does pretty good because I feel like what's in the vernacular, people are talking about it a lot. So Mm. that's super interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay. So whole food plant-based SOS free is what we're going to talk about next. And this is often used in actually medical settings. So there's a, there is a facility out in California, I think, don't quote me on that called true North. And they use this approach to help people again, heal from like decades of chronic disease that they are suffering with. And again, it's, it's medically prescribed. Like there are doctors overseeing these patients and monitoring their vitals and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they also do a lot of fasting there, a lot of water fasting, but they sort of segue into whole food, plant-based SOS free. And so I think that's kind of, again, similar to whole food plant-based is I want people to understand that this is like this way of eating is recommended for a reason is what I would say. So whole food plant-based SOS free, this is basically what it means. And again, this comes from nutritionstudies.org if you want to learn more about it, but it goes even further to eliminate salt, oil, and sugar, which is what SOS stands for. And it in, which includes refined carbs and all that stuff, but it's comprised of, or composed of 70 to 75% carbohydrates, 10 to 12% protein and 15 to 18% fat with traits, trace amounts of like natural sodium occurring in these foods. So it's, it is a very, very specific. And like I said, it's used for a reason. Um, it's also free of really like any processed foods. And what typically aligns with this approach is that there are no recreational drugs, including caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, marijuana. So again, it's, it's very, very holistic and it's used for a very specific reason because it's basically using food as a form of medicine to help people heal from things that they've been suffering with for a really, really long time. Well, Katie, whole food plant-based SOS free is the least popular with how many <laughs> tags on Instagram? Oh, just a little puny 5.8 thousand. Oh, so yes. Want, want. <laughs> yep. Not very popular, which is, I mean, and we understand why, right? I mean, it's, it's again, a very specific way of eating for a very specific reason. So we talked about these labels to give you an idea of what they mean. Cause again, they're kind of all over the place, but also too, so that if you, if you do want to label yourself as something you can, but also there's no pressure to put a label on how you eat. 
it can be a great way to communicate information really quickly. If that's what you want to do, like, oh, hey, this is the way that I eat. I'm plant-based or I'm whole food plant-based or I'm vegetarian, but you don't have to do that either. There is no limit to what you do and do not call yourself. So, yeah. And I think that's getting, I think it's getting comfortable with, and I think this comes with a little bit of time and a little bit of practice. You want to be comfortable saying like, you know, I'm mostly this, or I can be mostly that (laughs) because again, those labels are there to kind of help communicate information quickly, but we don't want to kind of restrict ourselves. So I'm kind of dealing with this too. There's a new vegan group, a social group that I want to go join. Uh, And so I always have kind of in the back of my mind, am I going to be vegan enough to join the group? It doesn't bother me. So I'm going to go. And if they seem open and approachable, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be excited to meet a lot of kind of like-minded individuals. Um, But if they're, you know, if it seems like it's super judgmental and kind of restrictive, like we said, restrictive food. Nope. Uh, Restrictive (laughs) groups. Nope. (laughs) So we like to be, we like to be open and flexible. So hopefully uh, I'll let you guys know, hopefully it'll go well, but Yep. And we didn't even talk about this, but flexitarian, I introduced that word to my mother-in-law a while back and she was like, that's what I am. And she was so excited to kind of be like, wow, like without putting herself in a box, it's like, wow, this aligns with what I do. And I think we've talked about that before, but I think it's really cool. That's not in our list of terms that we're going to discuss today, but that could also be a term. If you want to talk, you know, talk about yourself and with a certain word, you can use the word flexitarian, which I think is kind of cool. Don't be afraid to reach out to a community, even if you feel like you don't maybe fit in with a particular label. I think we're all in different parts of our journey. So mine looks very different than, you know, when the first year that I started versus now you want to have a community and support of people that give you that that are supportive. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, So if you're feeling judged or you're feeling pressure, you know, you want to seek out uh, some different avenues of, uh, you know, getting that support, especially those of you who are just starting out. um, Because that's really important for sustainability and, you know, just your, your mental health and your sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you want to continue this conversation, we did a special post today. So the day that this actually airs Monday, we did a special post talking about these definitions and carousel form on Instagram at plant centered nutrition. So if you want to continue this conversation or you have a question or you want to tell us, you know, what you are, what you aren't, you can feel free to hop over there and let us know, comment, or tag us that you listen to this episode. And we would love to hear more about you and what you think and how you eat, if that's what you want to share, basically all the things. So, all right. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.